What makes a song perfect? Does it get stuck in your head? Give you all the feels? Make you get up and dance? Is it just personal taste? Join us as we attempt to answer these questions and more. This is The Perfect Song. Welcome to the Gen Explainers podcast, The Perfect Song. And today we are again looking at an artist who's being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the 2023 class. And the group is The Spinners, and the song is I'll Be Around. Uh, and this song actually was a song we were going to cover. Uh, regardless of them being inducted into the Hall of Fame, we were going to be covering this. Um and this was brought to us courtesy of Mike. So, Mike, why don't you go ahead and uh, tell us a little bit about this song? Well, sure. Uh, oh, sorry. So, anyway, this song was released in 1972. Uh, it was originally released as a B-side um, for a Spinner single, How Could I Let You Get Away? But the radio DJs uh, opted for I'll Be Around, and it became this unexpected hit because it was not originally on one of their albums. It was just a B-side. Um, and it was the first ever of their songs to sell over a million copies. Um, and it reached number one on the U.S. charts and number three on the pop charts. Um, uh, I forget what that's called. The uh, uh, the U.S. pop chart. I think. Yeah, the U.S. pop chart. Thank you. Um, and then um, in 1999, it was listed at number 96 on Rolling Stone's list of the 500 greatest songs of all time. The group themselves uh, grew up in Michigan and formed in Michigan. They were high school buddies. Um, and I'm, I'm sure they would have done a podcast. Um, if the technology were there, <laughs> if the technology were there. Welcome to the Spinners Podcast. <laughs> yeah, if the technology had been there and if they had lacked the talent that we lacked. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. Whenever you want me. But yeah, it, it was just like this runaway hit that nobody expected to happen because they didn't release it uh, officially as a single. And suddenly the DJs heard it on the B-side and just started playing it constantly. And they it, it blew up and became their biggest hit they ever had. Uh, the second being, uh, could it be on Falling in Love? So um, that's really the basic facts of it. Um, uh, the rest is uh, sort of like what we're going to talk about now. Yeah. Well, let me just say, uh, I'll just tell sort of my experience with the song. I I had heard the song. Uh, I mean, it was a big song. It was on the radio a lot back in the day. So I'm sure that's the first time I ever heard it. Uh, and, you know, it's one of those songs that if I'm playing my randomized music streaming app uh, and it comes on, I'm like, oh, yeah, this song. Yeah, I like this, you know, and I, I enjoy it. Um, and, yeah, they had a couple other you mentioned the other hit, uh, Could It Be I'm Falling in Love? Yeah, 
let's see. There's one called Then Came You, which I can't hear in my head right now. But Rubber Band Man was a big one. I know that. Rubber one, Band yeah. Man, yeah. Mm-hmm. In fact, that was in Guardians of the Galaxies. They used it. Oh, that's, <laughs> right. that's right. They did. Got his feet to move into But yeah, the spinners, um, I always, I kind of, uh, fairly or not, lumped them into sort of this, like, you know, Motown group. I mean, they were with Motown in the 60s, but then they went uh, onto another label, or it was Atlantic. But anyway, yeah, they they got out of the Motown game. game. They got out of Motown and they had their own different uh, label. But um, yeah, I kind of lumped them in with, you know, Temptations or sort of these, you know. Yeah group of guys wearing the same clothes and doing dance moves and singing the harmonies, um, which was definitely a subgenre, you know, of R and B soul. Um, but yeah, spinner stuff. I, I, I like it a lot. Uh, I don't know too yeah. much past the singles, but yeah. Well, the, fir- the first time I heard it was actually on soul train mm-hmm. um, uh, when they, they appeared on that. But I do, I do think that uh, when I first heard it, I, I was so young. I didn't really get the song probably, um, but, um, and I, I'm sure I didn't see it when it first aired. I saw it in a lot of reruns of soul train because I think that they it appeared in 1972 and I wasn't old enough to really have seen it live. <laughs> um, but I, but that, I remember it vividly, like watching them perform. So I, it must've been like in some reruns later on, probably on channel 44 or something like that. Um, anyway, uh, so I, that's the first, I remember hearing it. Uh, and of course, uh, tons and tons of radio to play over the years it just it, it, it the song never really stopped being uh played i don't think i, I you still hear it once in a while at like yeah different venues you hear it like when you're on an elevator sometimes um yeah. and and so and so there's a there's a lot of places that you i i, I think i even heard it in safeway when i was grocery shopping one time so <laughs> So it is something that over the over the years, and I I do like I do think it's funny that it's it's a uh, breakup song, and the the writer or the lyrics last name is Hurt Phil Philip Hurt. <laughs> Clearly, he did. Yeah. So I, Just, I, I I find his aptly aptly named. Yeah. Do you guys know uh, offhand? Has this ever been used in a commercial? Can we talk about the sort of ubiquity hmm. of the song? It I can almost been. imagine it being in. Some kind of commercial. If like, there's uh, only a way that I could check the internet. If only there were a way to find information at the snap of our fingers. I feel like what's a good product for I'll be around? Something that like lasts a long time, like toilet paper roll. See, it that's doesn't, a, co- it doesn't come tissue. up. It's like in our special <laughs> double ply mega roll. Whenever no. you want me, I'll be there. See? Insurance. It should be for insurance. Uh, yeah, insurance. Yeah, everything should be insurance and everything should be boring. All right, Madison Avenue, get on it. Oh, wait, <laughs> a Chevrolet ad. Oh, Chevrolet. See, I classic oh. car theme spot set to the set to the portion of the spinners. I'll be around. Cars you can depend on. Cars that last. Chevy will be there. All these all these classic songs have been bought out. By the by, the conglomcos. Well, let's face it; most of them were bought out in the first place. Uh, that's true. Did, yeah. 
this this particular song um has been covered by a lot of different people too i mean including uh, uh michael mcdonald hollow notes um uh joan osborne the afghan wigs So I mean, it it is one of those songs that is 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 a sta- standard in the R and B realm, but a lot of people in other genres uh, really love the song too, and they and they use it for their music or do covers of it, because Afghan Wigs obviously is not R and B, right? Uh, so I'll be perfectly honest; I could not possibly remember the first time I heard it. it oh, yeah. It's one of those songs that is just yeah. it was just part of the world as I grew up. Um, I recognized it. Uh, like when when it was on the list of songs, I don't, I can't even tell you the last time I heard it. But when I saw it on the list of songs that we were gonna do, it already was playing in my head. You know, it's just yeah, the music is so good and the production and and you know, I, I personally don't think that. Um, how should I put this? Uh, music is what can make a song great. Mm-hmm. More more so than lyrics, I'll just say it that way. Um, uh, lyrics can too, but uh, it's the music that I feel grabs me first and and gets something uh, you know connects inside. Because honestly, as many times as I've heard this song and I knew that I liked this song, it was listening to it for this podcast. I started paying attention to the words a little bit more. Because I was like, oh, I'll be around. Like, oh, this guy loves this lady and he's going to be around. And then I'm listening to it like, oh, they're breaking up and he's going <laughs> to bow out gracefully, but he's going to be around. And it's not like in a necessarily creepy way, but it's not necessarily not creepy. Like, it's like, yeah. I will always it's, be there for you. It's not uh, every breath you you take creepy. No, but, no. But it's in the same ballpark. It's yeah. Adjacent. Yeah. And it, yeah. it's it's a kind of an adolescent response. I mean, it, to a, a you know a relationship that's that's over. Like I'll always be there for you. Well, will you really? Like, are you singing this <laughs> song like a year and a half from now? Probably not. <laughs> um, and and I will mention just because that we we we're talking about the lyrics. Is as I was listening to it, I was like, oh, let me make sure I understand what they're saying and. I had the uh, I was listening to it on a different streaming service than you were, but the lyrics that came up towards the end were "I'll be standing in a coffin, I'll be there, I'll be ripping it up, I'll be there," <laughs> which I I thought, "Wow, okay, this song just like at the very end goes deep dark." <laughs> And then, of course, I looked it up a little, investigated a little bit further, and those are not the lines. That's what the AI thought the lines were. Yeah. It's not, I'll be standing in a coffin. It's, I'll be a skipping and a jumping. In a coffin. In a coffin. In a coffin. <laughs> skipping and jumping. In a coffin. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. So the yeah the and and the way that the production kind of almost enhances, like the, you know, there's this little organ and it comes in when he says like you made your choice. 
you made your choice. <laughs> and then later, like, there's always a chance. There's always a chance. Yeah. The elements, all the elements that go into the song are really, you know, they're kind of subtle and mixed together, but they really all work together to make the song very solid. I think I said a little earlier before we were recording that they threw in every every 70s R&B thing in here to great effect, to awesome effect. You know, um, the guitar riff is oh, you know yeah. uh, very f- sort of uh, uh, not enigmatic. What's the word? It's famous. And then yeah, the guitar riff gets mimicked in the in the way he sings it later, um, and the vocals are great. And then the congas and the bass kind of holding all together in the back. And uh, another part I love is like there's that instrumental break in the middle where the the strings d d d d and then they sort of melds into the horns doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Very oh, yeah. smooth, very 70s, and very awesome. Oh, it's <laughs> beautiful. Like, a, a lot, a lot of that I think is attributed to Tom Bell, who produced the al- produced the song and the album, mm-hmm. uh, and he worked with Stylistics, the Delphonics, and, and a lot of those groups that did the same kind of production in their songs and their and their albums. And I think that he's could be credited for a lot of what that that sound for this song in particular. So it's yeah. it's really it's pretty pretty amazing that, that what he did with a lot of that stuff and 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 brought a lot of uh, elevated uh, sounds to that the music of that time. Yeah. So. The other thing I have is just a tidbit that the spinners, they named themselves after a hubcap on a uh-huh. crown Victoria. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of interesting is that that's where they got their, uh, that's where they got their, their, their name of their, their, uh, the band, the group. Yeah. Um, I, but I, I would have assumed it was uh, spinning records, but I would have been yeah. wrong. Or yeah, how they dance. Was, Maybe they spin when they do their dance moves. Yeah. It says they, they named themselves after a hubcap on Smith's 1951 crown Victoria. So, <laughs> Nice. And Smith being Smith being Bobby Smith, the lead vocalist. So, right, you sang on this one. We hope you're enjoying this Gen Explainers podcast. Remember to find us and follow us on social media. Give us a like, a follow, or support us on Patreon. And we'd much appreciate a five star rating on the podcast platform of your choice. Now, let's get back to the show. All right. Well, you know, let's uh, let's get to it. A perfect song. Well, Mike, you brought it to us. What do you think? I definitely 100% say yes on this one because I just, I think it, the longevity of it, the, the, the universality of it, everything about it, production wise, all that stuff for me, especially, um, I even used to have it as my ringtone on my phone. So, (laughs) uh, so it is something that it's a song that's lived with me for a very, very long time. So. All right. How about you, Al? Uh, so I, mine will be slightly, slightly qualified, which is that um, I'm going to say it's perfect as long as when it's playing in my head, it's the version that says I'll be standing in a coffin. <laughs> <laughs> um, but all jokes aside, uh, I'm more of a rubber band man spinners yeah. guy. That's like more my jam than this song, I guess, sort of style, not stylistically. Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know. That's just more vibe, vibe yeah. wise. Vibe wise. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but I, I cannot deny how well crafted this song is. And so I will say yes. Okay. 
Yeah, uh, this is this interesting situation where, like I said, all the elements are just sort of perfect 70s elements to make this song that is sort of like a, you know, a perfect 70s R&B track. And, and part of me, and the, my first reaction is, yeah, it's totally, it's perfect, but almost it's, it's sort of perfect being that sort of template or that, you know, example mm -hmm. makes it not stand out somehow. And I think you uniqueness is I, I it's important to me in the enjoyment of, of songs, I think, but even with that sort of, not really a caveat, but that sort of idea, like, Oh, it's, it's pretty straightforward, but it's perfect straightforward. I mean, it's the exact thing. It is the, it is the prime perfect example of the thing of that kind of song, but also it is a perfect song after all that <laughs> mumbo jumbo. Yes. <laughs> There's, what the hell? <laughs> Matt is padding out the episode. It, I, it needs to be longer, man. <laughs> Soon we'll be like dressing up and doing uh, lip syncing to the songs just to, you know, get the run times up. <laughs> That'll be for our, our Patreon subscribers. Yeah, we'll do a live stream. <laughs> we have two of them now. Ooh. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't know if they'd care if I gave their names, but... One's our friend Chris. I won't give last names. Mm -hmm. Hey, one's our friend Lachlan. Oh, yeah! Welcome, guys. We're really appreciative welcome. of the uh, subscription, and you know, there's bonus stuff on that Patreon. I'm going to plug it right now. Those two members we have now, they get to listen to a whole little extra uh, video, watch a whole extra video of uh, B52's content that I didn't include for anyone else. Mm. Um, where we rank our top songs. Um, so, you know, boom, get over there, I guess. Yeah, as an added incentive uh, for the Patreon, most of the stuff that you hear that's special on the Patreon isn't, it doesn't even involve us. So if you don't <laughs> like us, it's even better. Yeah, yeah. I just sort of turn on the TV and point, the, point a camera at it. It's pretty <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Thank you guys again for a good episode. The Spinners, class of 2023 of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and congratulations to them. Absolutely. Enjoy their songs, including I'll Be Around, and we will talk to you next time. Bye. Aloha. I'll be around. Ha, you will. Thank you for listening to this Gen Explainers podcast. Follow us on Instagram and friend us on Facebook. Just search for Gen Explainers and find us on Patreon, where you can support the channel and gain access to extended cuts of the podcast as well as exclusive bonus content. See you next time.